This episode of The League Rundown is brought to you by Moxie and Zen. Check out moxieandzen.com slash tforce or just use the code tforce for 20% off of your order. Premium, inexpensive boxers made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, leaving your bot lane feeling fresh. Compared to the rest, none of them will keep you as comfy as Moxie and Zen. Episode 474 of the League Rundown, brought to you by the Trinity Force Network. This is Season 13, 2023, LEC Season Finals, Part 2, pre or review, and a preview of the second to last weekend of the LEC Season Finals. This is such bullshit. This episode is lovingly entitled Another Week of This. I'm your host, Sean Jaglidoff Duffy. I'm joined today by three esteemed co-hosts. We have the ever-present Jack Soman. Twitch.tv slash Jack Soman. Come watch me play Sea of Stars Tuesday morning when this podcast Hell isn't yeah. out yet. Uh, we've got On the Loose, but climbing the LP ladder with me. It's Mongoose. Uh, we get lucky every game, and uh, I don't care. We take those. Free LP. Those are dubs. Yep. Free 40 in my LP pocket. every win because we are it's playing so in Emerald dumb. as platinum players. <laughs> we love it. Hey, and we're winning. Uh, hey, Bickle. Bickle, baby. You with us too. Like Every other league is finished. LEC's not even in the live shows yet. Like They're still in the LEC studio. Everything else is at least yeah. in their goddamn mm-hmm. finals. They haven't even gone to France yet. What the fuck is this? It's ridiculous. God, it's like the Allies in 1940. Haven't even made it to France yet. Just insane. All right, let's talk about some news around the globe. Riot news. Uh, let's start with uh, actually some stuff a little close to home because there was an interview from Travis Gafford interviewing two of the big top dogs in the LCS and really low esports as a whole. Um, highly recommend you check it out. He does push them a little bit on certain things. Uh, I think the biggest and most interesting thing for LCS fans in particular, are two pieces. One, there is no future envisioned currently where LLA, Brazil, and LCS are combined together. They're all going to be very separate regions doing their own things, at least for the foreseeable future. So that aspect of Valorant is not being brought into the LCS. Uh, Number two, a commissioner has apparently already been chosen. 
uh, or excuse me, the commissioner is, hasn't already been chosen necessarily, but they've already got like a short list of candidates. Um, essentially, everyone who applied, there was no point. They already kind of knew who they were going to be talking to anyway. Um, so Typical. I guess fuck me. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's really it. There's some other tidbits and uh, juicy bits in there. Uh, it looks like we're going to be getting the three splits every year because there was also a leak that solo queue is going to shift to three splits a year. And I'd be unsurprised if those coincide with the professional play uh, and potentially also match up with the uh, the way Valorant ships all their battle passes, etc. Um, so keep an eye out for that in 2025. We do expect things to be very different, including no more preseason. It will simply be split one, two, and three. So they're getting rid of preseason. Uh, this isn't confirmed. These are some heavy rumors, uh, but expect many, many changes in 2025. All right, back to the, uh, really the global stage for Lowell Esports. LCK Gauntlet has concluded. Two teams remain. KT and D plus Kia Forte 2024 are all here to stay. They will be joining the rest of the LCK, which was T1 in second seed, and Generation Gamers as the first seed at Worlds directly, unlike the LCS and LEC. Fourth seed does get seeded directly into Worlds from the LCK and also from the LPL. Just a reminder for y'all out there. Uh, Bickle, if I remember correctly, KT made it simply by winning their only best of five. And that was up against Dom Juan, correct? No. KT won their only best of five, which was against Hanwha Life, the team they could have chose to play in playoffs. But instead, they had the brilliant idea to say, hey, you know what's a great idea? Let's fuck with Faker. You know whoever wins? It's Faker. T1 looked atrocious without him. He's back. And now they look really good again. There's a reason he's going to be making an appearance on a lot of lists that come up, including a list that will be made by all three of me, Badger, and Mongoose. He's really low on y'all's list. <clears throat> ah, I'm moving him up, mm-hmm. honestly, now that I think about it, because T1 was fucking atrocious yeah. without him. Like, it's not even funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, KT Damn. convincingly beat Hanma Life and made everybody say, why didn't you pick them and have a chance against at the second seed? But uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, DK had to play against DRX for the chance to play Hanwha Life for the chance at the four seed. And, uh, well, there may as well not have been that game because DK made it look like DRX didn't even exist. Sorry, Barrel. Yeah, this is going to be the first time in a while Barrel does not make Worlds. It'll be the first time in a while he doesn't make finals. It'll be the first time in his career he misses finals, or misses Worlds. That's insane. So this, this would have been his fourth year in a row going. His first year on a professional roster, he won Worlds. Yep. And uh, wow. then D-plus Kia took on Hanwha Life in the qualification match for who would come in as the fourth seed. And, uh, well, Canyon exploited a rookie in the jungle. I, I feel bad for Grizzly because he did the best he could given the situation he was thrown into. And they tried, but Hanwha Life will not be returning to the world stage. We will not get the full Griffin reunion. We will not get two more defending world champions in King In and Zeka. Instead, Kana, Showmaker, Canyon, Deft, and Kellen slash Bibble will be going to the world stage. It'll be Kellen. Oh, yeah. We won't it, see Bibble. It's Kellen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bibble, Bibble 
struggles in lane, and that's not going to be good for this team and not good for how Canyon wants to play. Yep, but with that, we have all four seeds of the LCK and the LPL secured, as well as three LCS seeds. And along with that, we got a couple more teams that have locked in a world. We have our both PCS representatives, PSG Talon and uh, CTBC Flying Oysters, will be facing They're off back. in the finals to determine who is the one seed, who in the two seed. Doesn't matter. They will both be in play-ins. And they will be joined by Gam Esports, the represent one of the representatives out of Vietnam, and uh, Movie Star R7, formerly known as Rainbow Seven, will also be going to play-ins. They have won the LLF. We are still waiting on our second representative of Vietnam and our CB Law representative, which will be the victor, not this weekend, but the weekend after that, between Loud and Pain Game. Yeah. I think at some point we might need to discuss, and then I'm gonna, I'm just going to say this point real quick, Mongoose, then I want you to talk a little bit about the PCS qualification, because uh, I know you're excited about it. Um, these same teams every year now from every minor region. It's Loud, it's R7, it's GAM, it's now CFO, it's PSG, it's um, DFM out of uh, the LJL. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe just like a, not a conversation necessarily for us to like have any impact with, but it seems pretty silly uh, for these minor regions to just have the same play, like, same team. CB Law at least has some variation. We've seen Pain in the past. Mm -hmm. We've seen Red, Red Canids in the past. We've even said INTZ. But uh, yeah, it's been allowed a lot recently. But as you mentioned, it's always GAM. It's always PSG. It's always DFM. And it's pretty often Rainbow Seven. Yes, it's been very consistently Rainbow 7. I think only once in the past, like, four years, any of the international competition has it not been R7. I can figure that out. Give me a second. All right, now. there. I'm fairly certain that Istanbul Wildcats is the standout, of course, from Turkey, although that's no longer a thing. So, uh, rip. And, rip in pieces. And LCO might as well not be a thing because... Oh, well, just... LCO doesn't count. <laughs> They're, they're getting they're, they're getting absolutely slapped by the PCS. Yeah, they're PCS fodder now. For anybody that doesn't know what happened is the LCO plays out their playoffs and the one seed and to clarify and before you go any further, LCO is Oceania. Yes. yes. Because many people may not remember exactly what's going on there. So Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, they compete in the LCO, which is no longer like a full right affiliated region. There's not a full right production there. They kind of do their own little indie thing. And then after their playoffs, Bickle, yeah. what happens? After their playoffs, they get seeded into the PCS playoffs where they play uh, in the upper side of a double elim bracket. They play the three seed and the four seed of the PCS, get their shit kicked in, then play the five seed and the six seed of the PCS and again get their shit kicked in. Let's fucking go. And and I'm just gonna read this tweet out from Ray's because Ray's played for Chiefs again. Uh, hey, this Chiefs year. took a game against both uh, Deep Cross Gaming and Frank Esports. So good on them. They actually took a game off the PCS, even if it was the four seed and the six. And uh, Ray's Ray's came out and said the state of pro play in Osh is so bad when 50% of the teams you scrim here are academy teams with better fundamentals than the third best LCO team. Not even to mention how dreadful solo queue is. I'm not sure what we will need to compete with other regions internationally. Um, Damn. So he's kind of given up on the region. Uh, not given up on him, but doesn't have a solution. 
I mean, uh, Riot gave up on the LCO a long yeah. time ago. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad. And I think if they weren't thrown into the PCS, if it was, I don't know, somewhere else, they might have a fighting chance to make it back to Worlds. But maybe unfortunately... J- maybe Japan. Uh, maybe Japan. Maybe Vietnam. Um, I don't think they make it out of even Vietnam. even then... Yeah, it's still hard. Um, so it's just a sad situation, and we probably won't see them. Um, which I would be super in favor of doing like a uh North America uh international event where it's like Latin America, uh, CB LOL, uh, LCS, and like including Ocean that just to get more international stuff. Um, I think that would be really fun, but probably won't see that unfortunately uh but only so much you could do to support minor regions that's a big part of the the problem exists in pretty much any sport around the world there's got to be some sort of incentive but, uh, for people to spend major money to keep tournaments uh up at their best we're talking about the pcs shout out to psg and to cfo for keeping the asshole known as 1116 out of worlds and those who and, don't know who 1116 is that mm-hmm. is Mawon who is leaking picks to a uh Someone he was interested in sexually uh, so that he could gain favor uh, who was turned out to be a catfish, catfishing him so that they could bet on the games uh, and make money. And then once the picks were not correct, uh, the person flipped on them and turned them in. Uh, so he was suspended you know. in the middle of Worlds 2021 plans and mm-hmm. beyond gaming with Husha and Doggo had to play with a substitute top laner in and their top laner playing mid lane so oh and, and not just that their uh sub mid laner who was a top laner ha, ha, who did he have to play against in that best of five uh i don't remember it was chovy oh <laughs> yeah Cursed. yeah yeah so. pretty fucking brutal let's be honest the uh result was not gonna be much no different. they could have won they could have won they could have won <laughs> they could have won okay never mind you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had husha and doggo they had husha the they 20th best oh, player at world so that true. year <laughs> that's true cut, so cut the true. tape cut the tape <laughs> husha yeah, who's yeah, currently benched <laughs> sad for those wondering, Hopium is not just a North American exclusive. Uh, it also tends to travel all the way over hey, to the Hey, PCS. Mongoose has a new number 20, though. I do. Well, and maybe. He, oh, he may as well be from a minor region. <laughs> oh, my God. It's deft again. We already know. All right. Um, anything else for the PCS you want to talk about, Mongoose? Uh, PCS finals aren't, in, aren't this weekend, but the weekend after. Um, it's that and, CBLOL, right? Uh, yeah, CBLOL, uh, VCS, and pcs all are on the mm. on the weekend of the 9th and 10th i think vcs is the only one on the 10th the other two are on the 9th and with um, v- for cb lowell that's the only one that actually decides who is going to go to worlds yes. but for vcs and pcs it's deciding seeding after of course the number one thing winning your region and vcs is that's still uh waiting for their second team to make it um so they still have a bit to go before finals um, I believe there's still four teams in. There's uh, Gam, who's already qualified. There's Team Wales. There's uh, Saigon Buffalo and Team Secret. Yeah, Team Secret plays the winner of Saigon Buffalo and Team Wales. Winner of that will go to Worlds. And all of the games in the VCS have been really, really close. There have been multiple 3-2s. Gam only beat Team Secret in a 3-2. Close series. 
I want Team Wales to make it, and I want Vedius to have to cast it. Because <laughs> he's from Wales. I think that'd be really funny. It would be. Just throwing that out there. I'm, I'm, uh, what's it? Manifesting it. That's what this is. I'm manifesting this matchup. Um, all right. Anything else? I think that's it, right? Uh, we talk about other things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. EU yeah. Masters going on as like another minor region thing going on. Not really minor region, but, uh, second tier region or second tier tournament tier two tier I think two tier two is yes. probably the easiest way to say it um it's, it's uh, going on it's hype uh they just went into quarters uh so that's uh really exciting there's a lot of players that you probably recognize so you should go watch mm -hmm. it it'll be fun uh takui's there febivin still playing apparently um kabushar is playing um so if you want to blast from the past go go watch some uh Go watch some EU Masters. Oh, and Jamada's casting. Um, he's finally allowed back on for whatever reason. Um, so thanks, Twitch. And if you want to watch a yeah. series that may end up getting more viewership than a lot of the LCS and LEC, uh, Istanbul Wildcats, who won, I believe, last... I think they won the spring EU Masters, is uh, taking on Carmine Corp in the semifinals. You know, the biggest team in the LFL with an absolutely insane cult following make sure yeah and they're really good right they have cabochard of course i they mean are. they won the lfl <laughs> and i was correct they have and skeins what more could you want i mean we do get to see uh is we do get to see uh febivin versus takui when team go and sk prime face off uh, yes. So fun. The NA so imports. <laughs> Slot them in. <laughs> <laughs> what blows my mind about EU Masters is there's lots of talk about how EU does a really good job of cultivating talent and NA does a terrible job. And then you look at EU Masters and it's like, it looks like our academy system. It's half players who are so over the hill, they wouldn't be able to find a contract, much less sign one with an LCS team. Uh, but then the other players who are like kind of their supporting cast, I've never heard or seen these guys before in my life. Hey, you know who know is who back though in EU Masters? It's Pride Stalker. He's back on the <laughs> team. Go. He's competing still. Let's I go. I think they got knocked out already. <laughs> no, he's in there. He's in quarters. Is he? Yes. No, uh team, do you know? BK Rogue already lost to movie uh movie star raiders. What? Yeah, Pride Stalker and Wow, you just shattered in the world. <laughs> Pride Stalker and Sheko Lad already got knocked out. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, not Sheko Lad. But, uh, <laughs> it's doomed. Yeah, you're not even joking though. <laughs> K Corp, as we mentioned, has Cabo Shard top, mm -hmm. has both Syncroft and Skeens at jungle, has Saken mid. The only person oh, I don't believe has any LEC experience is their AD carry Kaliste. And uh, support is Targamus. Most of their team is like <laughs> mid to spot. Yes. I think there's an argument to be made based on these rosters in EU Masters that maybe LEC should expand to 12 teams. EU Masters is just LEC weight room. Okay, but Sean, did you mm -hmm. watch LEC this split? Listen, man, I'm not interested in like good play for the LEC. I'm interested in them having enough teams to financially hey, support but LPL themselves. LPL keeps winning, and they have you know 18, have, 17 have teams. 17. The bottom, the bottom number. ten are terrible. 
Yes. I wouldn't go the but bottom. Bottom. Yes. Yeah. Bottom 11. <laughs> the top six are Hold okay. On. Let Everyone me double check this. A problem. But, you know, you keep putting players through that every year. They're going to get better. Right? <laughs> Fingers crossed. Just make them play more okay. games. That's the important Your part. shit. All right. Your we're moving shit, on. Your Who cares? Shit, your shit. Your shit. Your <laughs> shit. Uh, are you just counting LPL okay, teams? Yeah. It's 11 teams. 11 teams uh, are bad. Only six teams in the LPL. Uh, it's eight. Seven, eight? No, shut up. Okay. Six. That's it. <laughs> Don't even Actually, bother. four. Now, because only four seven. make worlds, and Let's that's go. the only teams that matter. <laughs> I'm saying they're bad, but like relative to the rest of the major regions, the, yeah, like the middle of the pack in LPL are actually pretty solid, but they cannot touch the top six, top four, realistically of the LPL, which are just heads and shoulders above. And this hap this happens every year, and it's not always the same teams. Sometimes rosters getting switched up, metas changing could totally destroy an entire team in the LPL. Um, so it's not to say like only, you know, top esports or only JDG are good or EDG, etc. It's IG. just each year. IG yeah, you can see them kind no, of peak no, and then fall. Shit. The IG is shit. It, it pains me to say IG is shit. But yeah. you mentioned LEC expanding. I think now that they've become EMEA and absorb Turkey. I think they can like add an extra team or two. Maybe get a Turkish yeah. roster in I there. I think two teams. Two teams would be good. I don't think you region lock it though. No. I think you do some sort of uh, promotion, but you need to also have um, enough money behind it. Uh, and I don't know how that happens. So that's kind of the thing that riots lock themselves into is you need to have an ownership group with the money to meet riots requirements. Uh, and that's not necessarily proven out by sporting events you know, winning your way to promotion, which is obviously what Riot's moved further away from, but they've kind of done a little bit with Valorant with their kind of challenger spots, so who fucking but knows? Speaking of promotion, we have uh, with NAC... Did you get a promotion? Uh, NACL. They are doing oh. their... Uh, they're doing the promotion for next season. The bottom two NACL teams, which are Supernova and Team Fish Taco, are facing off against the top four open qualifier teams which ended up being Mirage Alliance, Team Ambition, Winthrop University, and Lit Esports. And the top two teams that come out of the double Elim bracket will join NACL next season, assuming they don't have financial issues like poor Team Tony Top did. But yeah. No! Uh, Mirage Alliance actually is a really fun roster. They have a yeah, Mirage they, is hype. Yeah, they have a Lorem Top, Chad Jungle, Sudzy Mid, Neo 80 carry and Dardock support. Yeah, that one's so wild, Let's dude. Let's go. I, I would love to listen to the comms of that team more than anything in the world. It's probably just Dardock and Chad like yelling yes. at each other. And speaking <laughs> of junglers playing support, Team Fish Taco also runs spawn 80 carry with NXI support. Yeah, lane swapped. Yeah, it's because yeah. NXI didn't get any offers that he was looking for, so... Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been saying this for a while. If you are a player that has good hands, lane, Go to lane swap to support, because you're going to beat everyone else. Sven yeah. is literally one of support the best supports players in the play LCS. support because they don't have hands. Yes, correct. Then there's Aphromoo. And if you say that boy... Mongoose, I can't help but notice you and I yeah, are both well, support okay, mates. <laughs> Maybe... 
I don't have hands. I've, I will admit he it. He does not have hands, I, but neither do I'm I. And right I'm right fucking there with The only thing, I'm just there to apply pressure, and once they realize I shouldn't be there, my pressure's gone. Um... <laughs> Uh, all right. Have we just an extra body on the field? <laughs> Have we delayed talking about the move past two on. LHC series yet? Let's go. Yeah, we got stuff to talk about. Uh, by the way, um, this is a little bit of a spoiler. Fnatic will be fielding a new top laner next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about why. I'm actually not going to spoil it till we get to uh, their matchup this week uh, and uh, really discuss it in depth because it's kind of funny uh, exactly what's happening here. Um, but you got a little bit of a sneak preview. Fnatic did win their series. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about why in just a few moments. But before we do, Mongoose, where can people chat about uh, the storied return of this particular top laner? I don't care about this top laner. Um, come uh, join the community <laughs> Discord and talk PCS with me. I'm really lonely. Um, I'm talking alone by myself in there for hours on end. Uh, no one responding. It's true. It's at 3 a.m. Okay, PST, it's not. It goes. It starts at 5 a.m. and it goes until like 9 a.m. and no one. 5 a.m. What time? What time? Uh, Eastern. Would yeah. Oh, did you say like PCS two, or PST? PST uh, at my 2 a.m. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Can we get some EU people, please? uh it's no it's it's fun though come come join uh there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of other games being played uh mainly Baldur's gate um is really picking up speed um but there's a lot going on uh, a lot to do and worlds when worlds rolls around there's going to be some fun stuff going on too so uh if you hop in before then you can get to know people and then when the fun stuff rolls around you can get to know even more people because more people participate in that than actually chat i think um yeah true Come. So yeah, it'll be fun. Worlds will be a fun time. Come do fantasy or come do the pickums with mm -hmm. us because there's all the worlds pickums and you can join our worlds pickum stuff. Uh, so it'll be a ton of fun. Join before worlds. Come got, give us ideas. Like, two whole months. <laughs> come. You cut so much time to get used to everything else. Yeah. Say, come give us uh, ideas for what to fill this month plus gap in content with. Yeah, we're gonna probably be doing just as a heads up for everyone listening. We're going to probably be doing our weekly preview of each different major region. We'll do a minor region preview as well. Uh, the unfortunate reality, though, is I think we still have extra weeks left over. We do. Um, so we'll talk about some other stuff. We might do a game show, uh, which is always fun. And if you want to be part of the game show, which we will be running in the offseason regardless, but we might do it beforehand as well, you should join our Patreon patrons uh not only get access every week uh, at least when i remember uh to exclusive behind the scenes content for only five bucks a month uh but at our i think like seven dollars a month which is n pretty marginally uh more expensive you can also part be a participant in our game shows which we have at least twice a year we're trying to do a little bit more we're going to see how those go uh, but they're super fun if you have not ever uh, gotten to listen to any of them you should look at our episode back in december of last year where we did our shark tank episode uh so go on um whatever you're listening to this podcast on scroll back to see the shark tank episode give that a listen that's the sort of enjoyment you can participate in if you become a patron what did that uh, and person shout outs to all win that person won custom socks of their cat's face it was either that or RP and Morganja69420, yes, that was our victor, chose to have socks of their cat's face. They made the and right if, choice. So, if you come to the patron and join us on one of these events, 
you too can become a tromboner. You can become a tromboner too. Shout outs to all my tromboners. Let's go. All right, we're moving on real quick. We got to talk about some uh, some games. It's LEC time. Head on over the pond to Berlin. There were only two series this past weekend. And guess what, guys? There are only two series next weekend. LEC's entire season finals is a sham, and I will not stand for it. And I'm very angry, and I just want you all to know that. Uh, last weekend, we had v- Fnatic taking on, excuse me, we had Excel taking on Fnatic and BDS facing SK. The winner of either of these series secured themselves at least the opportunity to go to Worlds, and at very minimum, they got a nice plane ride to Korea because they will be top four LEC. The fourth seed, which will be determined this weekend, will fly to Korea solely to play the LCS fourth seed to determine if they can remain in international competition and jump into the play-in stage literally 24 hours later. The third seed will be seeded directly into Worlds, will still travel to Korea, uh, and will have a more leisurely time getting acquainted with solo queue and scrimming, etc. before the big competition for them begins. So, gentlemen, let's start with the fast one. BDS versus SK. I think I can sum this up. SK were lucky to be here, and it was certainly not off the back of any of their recent success, which they did not have any of in this series, which was a 3-0 from a BDS that looked completely lost against G2 just the week From a BDS that looked completely lost while beating the shit out of SK. (laughs) Yes, they did not improve that much, but... I thought their drafts were very smart. I thought they took away everything SK could want to do. It was their execution on the Rift that looked really crummy. They should have been winning these games much harder than they did and more consistently. And SK was not good. (laughs) SK looks like they straight up did not play the patch. Yes. BDS came in basically saying, hey, SK, here's what we're going to do. Every single game, there's these things on the bot side of the map. They're called dragons. We're going to take them every time mm-hmm. they come up. And that means we're going to mm-hmm. be able to win the game. And SK said, yep, true. all right, go do that. Have fun. And just didn't care. It was and, fucking atrocious. And, and not just you like your dragon. Not Let them have it. You could have it. Not not <laughs> them like it. trading dragons for pressure elsewhere or making a play or grabbing Nothing. Rift Herald. It was literally just, yeah, have a free dragon. Cool. See you next time. <laughs> see you in five, six minutes. No, they won't see them in five <laughs> or six minutes because it was that bad. It was not good. SK was unprepared. SK is a team, we've talked about this before, where they kind of caught fire on particular patches, especially when like Akali was strong. Um, and haven't been able to figure it out outside of that. I still thought they were going to win yeah. because of how poor BDS had played. I but I think this is a good patch for them. They just... Yes. It they didn't took do them anything. until game three to put Sirtis on Akali. And? He looked pretty good on Akali. He was, he was a good per- top performer like, in that game for us. If game. you have to watch a game from the series, game three is at least an entertaining game. 
I'm still not going to call it good League of Legends. I'm still not going to say that anyone God, other than no. Certus played well on SK. Eh. All right. Exic. I'll, I'll Exic. Right. Yeah, I was going to take it back for Exic. Exic. I think Exic has been their could. best player. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to look good on ADC when your and, team is. And I will say, Exic like is a rookie this year. So I think all in all, it was a good year for him. Yeah, it's the EU Masters with them to sit there for another four years. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back Woolite. Let's go. uh, No. There was like (laughs) one person. Well, aside from some of the players on SK having their moments, there was one person who was consistent this entire series. And it's the only reason that BDS looked somewhat decent. It's literally just Crowny saying, I'm dragging you guys to the next round. Because Crowny was Crowny. Crowny was good. Um, I thought Limit also played. Um, wait, Who? Limit? LeBron? Is that right? Doss? LeBron. Uh, yeah, sorry. Le- I, was LeBron. I can't know. And LeBron. you said Limit, and I was like, huh? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> God, I wanted to talk about um, him for another match. Uh, but yeah, uh, LeBron, I thought, had some moments last week and looked much better this week uh, against SK. Doss had a series to completely just wipe and forget. Um, now, some of that is also the picks he was on and what he was kind of forced into. Uh, Milio isn't great into BDS. I think it just doesn't really work. And Dustin exactly, once again, I love using this phrase, cover himself in glory uh, whilst playing it. So, uh, yeah, that was tough. Um, also, there's a moment, I think it's game three, where Sheo invades SK's jungle, sits behind Red Buff, forces... Um, God, what is SK's jungler off? Markun. What's his name? It was Markun. Fuck, I can't keep anything straight for all these teams. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys right now, I can't keep any of the bad players' names straight right now. Don't worry, At most of these moment, players will be irrelevant so next tough. year. Oh. Well, irrelevant is actually also here, um, and he's also gone. So you're right. I don't want to talk about this series anymore. This series sucked. This was not fun. I did not enjoy watching the this. Easiest way to say it. I didn't even finish my point. <laughs> I don't even want to. I I'm don't. doing Let's you a favor. Fuck it. Yeah, get out of here. Let's go. Let's get Let's out say, of here. The only bright side is BDS can say we somehow managed to squeak into the top four despite being the fifth be- the top four yep top four despite being the fifth best team here because they would have lost to either excel or fanatic like and they got lucky and and one more thing since you know we can end on a high note for bds bds drafting was pretty good i think That's what i'm saying their That's coaching saying. staff understood the patch better than sk <laughs> which was That's not hard sure. because sk <laughs> did not understand anything about anything it was bad. Uh, you, uh, you really got to look at yourself for the coaching staff for SK and be like, what, what was my purpose? What am I doing here? And unless SK needed to literally physically be wrangled in order to make it to the studio on time, I don't think these coaching folks did nearly enough to pull their weight. Uh, all right, that's enough. We're done. Uh, let's eulogize SK. Um, please, someone have anything positive to say? I hope X gets uh, on a better team uh, next year. They okay. yeah, we could do this as a group. Overperformed mm-hmm. from where we thought they'd they made be. finals. They made top. Si- they made season finals. They made top six in the LEC. They made mm-hmm. grand finals. They had a good run in winter, I think. 
Yeah, the very beginning yeah, of the like entire the, year. <laughs> Exekick is a high heard. point that looked solid. Sertus had his moments. He found a young rookie who actually has looked somewhat decent. I mean... Mongoose, you got anything? Yes, I will say all of these players, they did not click at the same time, but all of them individually had high highs. And while a lot of them, except for Exekick, had really low lows... I think if they get consistently more towards that higher end of the spectrum, they can all still remain LEC players. Um, we've seen Marcoon kind of wobble. Um, he's not as consistent as you would want from a jungler, but he can definitely make it if he keeps going. Irrelevant has really fun lanes to watch because he's solo mm -hmm. killing the crap out of everyone and he doesn't give a crap about who's up there. He'll just kill him. Um, and Exekick will continue to look good. The only two that are kind of questioning is Sirtis and Doss. Um, Doss just because we've seen him a number of times and it's not necessarily been great. Um, and Sirtis is young. He's still got plenty of room to grow. And his champ pool is just, it's not the meta right now. Mm -hmm. um, if mm -hmm. the meta goes back to how it was last year, maybe he pops off even harder. Um, but it's just not in the cards this year um, for him. And that's just going to be the unfortunate uh, reality. Not everyone can play every meta unless you are faker. Um, and that is one of one. So, uh, unlucky there. But for the most part, these these players can be LEC players, and that's important for next year. I think they should have a team, or at least most of them, over uh, some of the other people who could be coming up behind them in uh, EU Masters. All good. Bye, SK. See you later. Nerds. And your jerseys were really fun. Thank you for having something that was I like not the pink. bland. Mm-hmm. They are fun. Uh, all right, let's talk about the other series. This is a much more exciting series between two teams who clearly seem to understand themselves and the meta better than either BDS or SK. Uh, we had Excel versus Fnatic. This was a pretty hype matchup. I'm excited uh, about the outcome. I enjoyed this series. Um, and if you were a Fnatic fan, like several of the uh, several of our listeners definitely are, you were thrilled with how uh, everything eventually unfolded. Uh, but it was an uphill battle for Fnatic to get a three-two over Excel. Uh, and uh, you know, I got to hand it to uh, Odo Omne. Uh, he was playing with two hands, and his opponent only played with one, and he looked like it, but it wasn't enough to drag. His right. entire team, Kof Kof Abadage, over the finish line. And also Oscar didn't actually play that bad. And just to like really clarify what I'm saying, Oscar Rinnan apparently like broke his wrist on his left hand last week uh, and still played in this matchup because they needed to qualify for Worlds. Uh, and so he beat them all with one hand. All right. I'm just saying, do you really what? need your left hand to play League of Legends? You gotta hit the buttons. I mean, when you when you have to go to from the match to go like straight to get your arm put in the cast, yeah, you mm -hmm. probably need a few of those bones that are. But uh, but but guys, if being impacted, if Oscar's having surgery, Fnatic needs to play BDS next week. Who are they bringing in? Oh, just a little guy y'all might remember. He's played for Fnatic before, and also G two. In case you were really wondering, narrow it down. Even in case you're wondering, it is in fact Wonder. Fnatic will be playing with old top laner Wonder. 
returning. Uh, we know that they learned about this whole risk situation about a week ago. Uh, and what did you discover started happening about a week ago, Mongoose? He has been slamming all the pro meta picks in solo queue and climbing very, very quickly. Um, so he still has it, and he still will not try out for the top spot on Fnatic. Uh, he will wait for an injury to happen before he reclaims it. He will not uh, play against someone else for it uh, still. So, you know, if he keeps the top spot, he keeps it. If not, then we'll probably see him go bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Fair. Okay. Fnatic, Excel, Jax. This was the most exciting of the series. Do you want to talk about this it? This one was fun. So, mm-hmm. y- you mentioned Oscar played pretty well. Um, I would call getting a pentakill as a top laner pretty well. Yeah. It was bad. It was not. It, it was, was not a good It penta. was not a good penta. Who gives a shit, man? <laughs> but he was a top laner who got a pentakill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that was in game one. Yeah, those he was on the Gwen. Yes. Yeah. Not even a good pentakill champion. Uh, Not bad. I if, mean, as a top laner, that's a pretty decent pentakill. It'd be champion. hype if it was on Scion, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> it would be hype AD if Scion. it was on Scion and he got all five kills during his like passive. And it's all just crit kicks. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we're really okay. selling it no. here. <laughs> o- Oscar absolutely bodied the shit out of Hodoamne in game one. It wasn't just the Penta. Like, he piloted the Gwen in such a way that Odoamne never found a window to actually do anything on the Cassante because he was constantly having to be the one to answer Oscar. Mm-hmm. This was but also. To be fair, Oscar did get R5 counterpick to yes. see everything and. Was like, oh, yes, that's what you're gonna play. This was also, okay. I felt like mm-hmm. game one was the game where Noah and Trimby just curb stomped Patrick and Limit, and it felt like that didn't happen again in the entire series. The the lane, bot lane was much closer after game one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like a calibrating match. Yeah. Um. There was uh this wait was it game one where Limit does his dumbass rail thing? No, no Limit's on Nautilus. Yep. Okay, it was game two, yes. honestly, where I felt like the limit testing really stopped because, ooh, there's a moment at level two where limit just decides, fuck it, we're done here, I want to go home. Yep. I, I thought the series was going to be a 3-0 at that moment, but somehow XL pulls back game two. This was, honestly, a lot of this one was Odo Omne. <laughs> um, o- Odo Omne exerted a lot of pressure on the NAR, and Oscar was not able to get off the ground against him. And Abadage played the the vegan Ari, but he actually had carries backing him up because Odo Omne was doing damage and Patrick was doing damage. So it worked fine. And then after this game, we never see the Cassante <laughs> because people <laughs> don't want to blind pick it. <laughs> That's what was funny to me is it's not like it was, oh, we saw it twice and it's been banned. No, we saw it twice. It got stomped both times. Literally both of them went zero, four, and three. And then just Incredible. no one plays it for the rest of the series till game five. Wait, it's we were complaining yeah, for pretty, months about Cassante. Oh, yeah. yeah That's kind of know. why I touched on the <laughs> why the Veganari works in game two. We'll get to game mm. five. Oh, in game one, before we get too far gone, uh, Oscar went uh, proto belt on uh, Gwen, which yep. was really cool to see because um, the most of the team except for Odo and uh, well, I mean. 
he really had to blow up the squishies and the early like pen from protobelt was pretty good it was also uh, the gap didn't really close. need the uh yeah it was it was good it was nice it was a good adaptation to see from a young player who's actually thinking about his build instead of just oh what's the recommended tab okay i'll build that we also got to see how annoying ap uh kaisei is with leandries yeah, that's, I think, the key. Mm-hmm. That's why Oscar went the rocket belt, is they had an AP Kaisa that was going to cut through the tanks regardless. So he didn't need to build for tank busting. His ult would be enough for that, and his passive on his uh, snip snips. Um, so he instead just built to say, fuck you, Abadage, fuck you, Patrick. And it worked. LS was smiling down upon game one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> game two, we got to see Humanoid do some Humanoid things, though. He got a little too hyphy. Mm-hmm. We got to Jace. see Fnatic do some Fnatic things. <laughs> yes. Um, we mentioned Limit just kind of inting bot lane. Noah and Trimby then said, hold my beer. And kind of did the same thing. Like, three times in a row, I think? It was, it was brutal. Yes. Like, Patrick got giga fed off of poor play from noah and trimby and that's why abadage's veganari worked out because patrick was giga fed <laughs> and Omne was big um i want to move on to game three i don't think there's anything really else to talk about game two yeah keep the only thing in game two was whatever the hell that baron was yeah there were a couple of whatever the hell that baron was in the series hey that was that was a t1 baron if i've ever seen one so <laughs> you mean both teams sure. fight with the Baron, miss everything. The losing team gets the Baron, continues the fight, and then gets aced. Yeah, that yep. seems like something T one would do. Yep, full. That's what we call the full wraparound flip. That is a full wraparound Baron flip. T one yeah. does that so much, and it scares the hell out of me. I'm just like, it stop. <laughs> bad league. It's bad League of Legends, but it's basically saying I hands diff. But that's when T1 does it, saying, hey, we're going to win this anyway. When these two teams do it, I don't know if they're thinking that far ahead. I don't ahead. think they are. Um, <laughs> hey, we got the Baron. It's on our side. We flipped oh, heads. We oh, flipped heads. But bad guys on screen. Click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, man. They're like, red, they're like bulls chasing the red thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, Game three, we get it. to see Peach on Poppy this time. Which I felt like looked a lot better for him than even the victory he had on Sejuani, honestly. What did we talk about last week? Poppy strong. Yeah. Poppy very strong. Uh, also Talia, but Poppy strong. But Just throwing that out there the, for The weird thing to me about game three was that Fnatic did not pick AD carry in first three, which allowed Excel to ban out Zaya in the first round and then Kaisa Aphelios in round two. Which meant that Noah fell back to Jinx. Jinx isn't great right now. Jinx with Gale Force just doesn't do anything to tanks. It's too tanky. It hurts. In five minutes in, it looks like, wait a second, they might be able to do something because Excel botch a bot fight and Noah ends up 2-0-1 five minutes into the game. Like, oh god, we're going to get a late game Jinx really fast. Fnatic might be able to do something with this, and then we never see Jinx do anything for the rest of the game. Yeah. Except this, get hit by a Scion stun. I was going to say, the other mm-hmm. thing we see Jinx do is get swept by Abadage repeatedly. This was the mm-hmm. one and only game where Abadage looked genuinely good. No qualifiers. His Azir in-game three. Champ. 
was clean. A zero. A zero. Also important to note, he did not go crown on Azir in game three. A, because it was the wrong fucking choice to go, but B, because crown does no fucking damage and his team needed him to do damage. Mm-hmm. Don't make, don't build So that crown. means he's never going to build crown, right? That's why I get to it. He does build crown in game four and I was mad. I'm so glad Fnatic won this game because Abadage builds crown Azir into Talia, a static Shiv Tristana, and an Aphelios. What burst is he blocking? And how does he expect to have Crown up by the time that he starts getting attacked? I I, I, I don't even. Like, it's going to get uh, popped up by a static Shiv randomly every time he tries to approach anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I see... Pro Azir's building crown into poke, like actually a full poke count, which this wasn't really, it blows my mind. That is not what crown is for. Crown is not supposed, it's not a Banshee's, no. right? Like that's not what you're doing. You, you lose all the value of it. If you're taking crown, it's because you are going to be doing shuffles 24-7, and that is your entire time. And it is because the enemy team has front-loaded burst. You're against a Kha'Zix or a Rengar, something like that, where... Crown keeps you from being able to be blown up in the time that you can't even react. Or Nefiri. I don't want to talk about Nefiri anymore, man. <laughs> oh. I'm so scared for this champ at Worlds, bro. I'm oh so hyped. It's, it's going to be so fun on Faker. I don't I know it. if Nefiri will be allowed at Worlds because she was not eligible for playoffs in, a ten the task. in the past. It's been if a champ is not eligible for playoffs. I, I'll, I'll look. I'll look. Worlds is far it. enough away. I'd be willing to bet she's enabled. That is fair. I think they should be flexible because of that. Otherwise, I mean, shoot, dude, we have so many patches yeah. then that aren't going to be applicable to pro. Uh, she's been out for what two months now, a month now, and Worlds is still mm -hmm. over a month away. I be I bet she's enabled. Um, we'll see. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is relevant for both game four and five, we see Razork on a different champion. Finally, he plays Ivern in the first three games. Finally, in which is broken. Ivern is broken, but not in the hands of Peach. <laughs> uh, Peach's Ivern looked terrible, but mm -hmm. Razork on Talia had the flicks of God in both game four and five. He had so many times where he just picks someone off. Just there's no prior CC. There's no setup. He just goes, you come here, eat rocks. My team kills you. Yes. It was beautiful. Um, Turnby plays Nautilus. Fury will fine. be enabled at Worlds, awesome. according to Riot Meddler. Perfect. Cool. Let's go! Um, so Fnatic takes us to so Silver excited. Scrapes. Um, which, given that both teams were playing, like, good but not great, it was kind of hype. I was looking forward to Game 5. Game 5, if you just look at the scoreline, Looks like a fairly close game. 11 to 18. Gold lead isn't huge until late. Like, seems like, okay, a game that got blown out on one team fight at like 25 minutes. No, not at all. And this is kind of why I talked about the vegan Ari earlier, because Abadage gets personally a little fed and still goes vegan Ari, and he has no follow-up. 
The game only looks close stat-wise because XL squanders the gold they actually have. Um, more like game one, Noah and Trimby just kind of handle the 2v2. Anytime someone else shows up, there's also Razork there or Humanoid there, so they didn't get steamrolled by ganks. And Noah plays Callista this game. Yeah, it was fun to see another team and pull it out. specifically, up. plays Callista when Humanoid is playing Tristana, which means Noah did not have to be the late-game insurance. Mm-hmm. And Humanoid, recognizing that he was the late-game insurance, goes Kraken Slayer instead of uh, Static Shiv, so he'd have significantly higher DPS on the Sejuani and Cassante. I and really liked this. And that also works really well with they have Razork on the Talia, which is your AP threat as you get later into the game. And also, they have Talia, whose E on Raveled Earth is really good against dashes because it'll stun you the hell up. What yep. does every member of every Excel have in this game? They have Poppy and Talia. Yep. I'm yep. telling you yeah, guys. Poppy was banned. This is. Uh, that's fine that's fine there are two champs you have to ban or at least be ready to play around in every single draft because it's finally some other lec teams are picking it up i know some of the lcs teams can play these two picks especially the poppy but i think some of them can even play the talia i guarantee you lck teams can play both of these and lpl especially the lpl, can play. Lo- can't play talia. The LPL loves their talia <laughs> showmaker canyon can't play talia what do you yeah come yeah come on God, dude, Canyon, does Canyon play Talia? Yes. Canyon yes. fucking he plays this Talia, and he's so good at I it. I love it. I love His that. Talia's... I haven't been watching it oh. enough. Other, and other the... stuff that... <laughs> I was so excited. I w- I w- you go for it. I was also irked it. in game five. We saw Noah do this correctly, and Patrick do this wrong in the same game. Noah, for his lifesteal item, after a Bork, like he decides to go for a second lifesteal item, goes for Shieldbow. Shieldbow gives... About the same AD and almost as much lifesteal as Bloodthirster, but it gives you the lifeline passive. Bloodthirster gives you some bonus AD when you're above, I think on this patch it was still 50% health. I know it's 70% on live. Patrick goes Bloodthirster, which doesn't do shit when he's getting hit by things randomly throughout the fight because he's Zeri. She's not long range. And it does mean that if he gets flicked by Razork, who is still on point with the Talia, he dies instantly because he does not have that lifeline shield. I want to see more of these people playing these more skirmish-heavy, shorter-range 80 carries going shield bow. It is a genuinely good third item. Razork did so much fucking damage. He did so much. Like, Razork... (laughs) He did 10k more than the next person on his team. Razork... It was ridiculous. Hard (laughs) smashed game five. Like, I don't want to say he hard carried, because Noah and Humanoid played great, and Oscar did his job. Oscar played Orn. Oscar made sure that the gold lead was much bigger than it actually looked like, because he was Orn and he wasn't behind, and he could actually hold waves. He had the ults when he needed to, although... There were still a couple... Okay, I don't remember which game they were in. We need to talk about Phonetics Teleports. Three. <laughs> Do game we three. want to? <laughs> it's game three. Was it game three? It's game okay. three. Game three is the uh, the teleport in a bot lane. The uh, teleport okay. to bot lane oh, in the bot bush get picked. They Meanwhile, like a solo late- queue game. 
it's yes, exactly. This was literally like Oscar teleports into a group while Razork, Noah, and Shrimby are running away. So the group turns on Oscar, and then seeing Oscar get turned on, then a humanoid teleports. If the two of them teleport together, maybe it's like a oh, let's teleport flank, and it doesn't go right. I'll I'll give some benefit of the doubt, but humanoid teleported like five seconds too late for it to be any yeah, kind of coordinated play. If they did that in season two, it works. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been watching the world's restream. No, I've been watching the LS stream. Um, his VOD review of it was very comedic and very funny. All right. I got nothing else to say about this series. It was at least entertaining. The right team, I think, advanced, because I think Fnatic is at least going to be more interesting at Worlds than Excel would be. I really did not want to watch what, five games of Excel getting beat down by every other team because Abadaga, Peach, and Limit just cannot keep up. Yeah. yeah. I think Limit has had his moments. I think it would but... have been better if both of these teams go on as opposed to BDS yes. or SK. Agreed. But I'm, I am sad I am salty. this is how it worked out. I am salty that we mm. are sending our fifth best team to face Golden Guardians, most likely. See, now imagine if it's the LCK style, and there's no G2 uh, mad, and it's like elimination going up, it would have been so much mm -hmm. more hype. Because then uh, I think XL and BDS would have played for the spot, and that would have been hype. For at least for the fourth. I agree. Theoretically, if you're talking about... Uh, let me think, actually. Would have been... Is that the way it would go? It'd be seated on championship points. And then they would have played Excel, then they would have played yeah. BDS. Yeah, if you use the lower bracket as the quote-unquote gauntlet, it would have been Fnatic versus SK for the right to play for fourth seed, and then you would have had BDS versus Excel for third seed. Loser plays Fnatic for fourth seed. That would have been Yeah, cool. so it would have worked out. Yeah. It would have worked out. Perfect. Or at least have the potential for it yeah. to send the best teams. But this is what happens every time. And guys, this is still a third or fourth seeds, right? Yeah. Like most likely we've seen mad kind of come back into their own. We're going to talk about their matchup in just a few moments here uh, against you two in the upper bracket. Um, those are probably your top two third and fourth CDU aren't exactly destined to do damage at worlds. Anyway, I think we're kind of, you know, we're picking at scabs or something like 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 it, we're we're really making a meal of this, but it's just not that important. We got to talk about the last something. team we Come send. On. Yeah, that's fair. But like, don't get too caught up in it. Don't be like, uh, as people who are fans of this, you know, don't look at this and be like, oh my god, like we failed as a region. We didn't send our top four best teams. Realistically, your top two teams are really the ones that matter. The other two are mostly just happy to be there. Uh, even more true for EU, where the only team that really tends to matter in recent memory is G2. And then Mad Lions does whatever the fuck they're doing. Uh, and then the other LEC teams are just kind of there. See, I and like to it. say it as the only EU team that matters is the ones with caps on it. Because the that's Fnatic fair. roster also went the distance. With that caps. was many moons ago, though. That was 2018. Yeah, that was five yes. years ago. It is twenty twenty three, and then you know, Caps has still been, been a while. on the top. He has still been yes. placing yeah. that well for this long. So Fnatic gets to play in World Caps Finals, even though it wasn't more the of best that match. credit than G two does. Yes, Caps has been the talisman and uh, really the torchbearer for uh, the LEC as a whole. And he's got Mickey X back. 
He does. It's working out well. In fact, uh, we could talk about it. We got two matches coming up this next weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, can someone confirm timing for me? I want to make sure we know actually when these are fucking happening. Uh, it is... It is 9 a.m. PST. 9 a.m. PST on both so, days. Yes, we are at the same schedule this past weekend, 9 a.m. We did get confirmation, I believe, um, actually from the Travis Gafford interview, uh, that uh, the time change for those was to accommodate like VCT. <laughs> so um, we're back to normal timing-ish for these uh, last two weekends. Uh, we've got Team BDS facing Fnatic Saturday, September 2nd, 9 a.m. PST, and Mad Lions G2 in the upper bracket, 9 a.m. Sunday, September 3rd, PST. The winner of BDS Fanatic will be the third seed at minimum. The loser will be the fourth seed and will have to go to Korea to play Golden Guardians of the LCS for the right to remain at Worlds in Korea, uh, playing a real professional match and not just scrim partners or hoping to appear on broadcast. Uh, the winner of Mad Lions G2 Esports cements themselves as a top two team. They remain in the finals, awaiting the lower bracket gauntlet run. The loser will drop down, face the winner of BDS Fnatic for uh, at minimum second place, and we will get a finals after that. So we've got two series this weekend, two series the following weekend, uh, and then that'll be it. And then we're done. So uh, let's talk about it. Guys, uh, BDS, we just watched both these teams, BDS Fnatic. Um, for all of us, what we saw from BDS, even though they had the more convincing win, if you just look at the score, it was not good enough. We all have Fnatic winning this. In fact, I'm the only one who thinks this is going to go to five games. And one major reason is because, as a reminder, Oscar Rennen, the rookie with whom Fnatic has been playing the entire year, will not be participating. He is getting surgery this week in order to repair his wrist and be ready to play at Worlds. One of the really nice things about this gap is that he can actually have time to recuperate before Worlds itself starts. Hopefully it's sooner than that so he can actually participate in scrims. So I'm not super sure, and Fnatic hasn't been very clear about how long Wonder individually is going to be sticking around on the roster but I expect that they win this match and Wonder plays again the following week. Um, I don't know if, what they're going to do for Scrim. Someone's going to have to fill in until Oscar is actually ready to play again. I do not know his recovery time. That has not been made public. So I have a full five games because I think, I think Wonder is probably still competent enough to beat Adam, but Adam is also a very oddball top laner. He does weird shit. We've just heard about how Wonder has been practicing all the meta top laners. I think that's good. I think that's important to Fnatic's success. But he also needs to be prepared to play against specifically Adam. That's his assignment. In order to get Fnatic actually into Worlds, Wonder needs to perform here. And that's especially true if Oscar Rennen's recovery has any complications and he's not ready before the play-in stage starts for Worlds. Because they might have to, if Fnatic gets fourth, they might have to play Wonder in a best of five again to get actually into Worlds and or potentially play in the play-ins itself the next day and beyond. So, Wonder's job may seem kind of simple. You're fine. You've already made it to international competition. But the, uh, the success of this next weekend can determine a lot for the Fnatic roster. 
In a sense, I think Adam is both the best possible and worst possible top laner that Wonder could be going up against. It's the best possible because, in all honesty, Adam is by far the worst top laner that he would have possibly to play against. Like, your options were... He didn't play this past week because he would have had to play Odo, who's better than Adam. There's Broken Blade, who's better than Adam. And there's Chasey, who's better than Adam. But Adam, as you mentioned, has such an odd champ pool in such out-of-the-wall picks. Like, he's going to play the Darius. He may play the Garen. He plays the Olaf. Those aren't things you're normally expecting, which is why it may throw Wonder off. But even given that, I think the strong point of BDS has been Crowny, and I think Noah's just better than him. And I think Fnatic's just better than them across the map, and it just doesn't matter. That's fair. Jax, anything to add? No, I literally am only giving a BDS one game because Wonder's in. But, like, that's Fair the enough. charm of Wonder, right? Even when he was on G2, playing at the top of his game, he would just play WoW the whole time and not even play Lee, and then he would come back and just smash EU. <laughs> so, you know, longer gap, bigger top oh. gap. Oh, my God. It's going to translate. He solved it. That's a 3-0 for uh, Mongoose, for the record. Yeah. He and Bickle both have a 3-0 for Fnatic. Jackson Badger with the most boring pick of a 3-1. I've got a full five-game banger between the English and French organizations, um, and I'm very hopeful Fnatic is the one that comes out on top, uh, partially because of everything I just said about Fnatic, and I hope they have the full time to actually field the best possible roster uh, and get it to Worlds, and also because I think it'd be really funny to watch Adam get clapped by Licorice, and I know by saying this out loud, I'm going to have caused problems for Golden that, Guardians. So that's That a, would that's be funny... But wouldn't it be even funnier to see Adam have to face off against like Bin? Like you're being so no, no, no. It's funnier if he just gets clapped by North America's That's own. That's fair. I'll give you that. That is so funny to me. Licorice just shows up on stage with like his poofy hair, just the yes. smile. You see Fucking Adam, just weird like- Al Yankovic <laughs> sending BTS home, bro. Come Perfect. on, give it to me. Bob Ross painting a portrait in the top lane, and it's Adam zero ten zero. Plus, like that's what I want. Crowny sticks a sounds kind of hype. In all honesty, there's a decent ball. That's the only hype matchup there is. Everything else is such a giga gap for GG. I mean, Uh, yeah, but that's why I want Fnatic to win. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a more fun matchup, I think. But we're also getting ahead of ourselves. And every time we kind of try to discount LEC to LCS's credit, uh, things don't historically work out that well. Um, But the tide has shifted, certainly in recent memory. Cough, cough, Mad Lions every appearance recently. Let's talk G2 versus Mad Lions. Speak of the devil. Mad has resurged. They looked so much better, snapping a nine-game loss streak for 3-0, but that was two whole weeks ago. It's been a full patch since we lost last saw Mad Lions, and uh, I don't know if that one series, which wasn't the greatest series, is enough for us all to pick anyone other than G2 in this matchup. In fact, Jack's Badger Pickle... This is a clean sweep for G2, in their opinion. Mongoose on his knees praying for the full five games. I have a G2 3-1 silly game, really, that they give up to Mad See, I think that's valid. I think saying they give up two silly games is trolling. Mongoose, what are you thinking? 
I just three one's boring. <laughs> and if I vote three O, then it's farther off than giving Matt a game. So like that's with G two, predicting a three one is always valid because like it doesn't matter how much better they are than their opponent, they will fuck around in a game, see Evelyn, and give over a game. And that will end up being a three one. Like looking at like we're saying Mad Lions is back. They had one series against XL that was just a shit series all around. And BDS, I'm mean not BDS, and G2 is just the best team in Europe. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the, the Yike tweet after he played that Evelyn game was hilarious because that's when they took away the Evelyn nerfs on uh the the, the uh, uh patch notes and they're just like yeah we're not nerfing evelyn and yike was like oh was no fine. it was me i'm sorry guys uh watch that actually come back to bite them at worlds too it'd be hilarious like an lpl team just whip canyon. it out and destroy yes it will always oh, be canyon be really fun mm-hmm. who else it's a good canyon. default uh, I don't think there's anything else to say for this. G2 looks so good. Mad didn't look super great, but certainly better than they had before. But they've already secured world spot now, and they can't even be eliminated in the play-ins this time around. So they've had a victory already here in the season finals. Um, and I expect them to uh, do their best, but it not be good enough. All right, guys, that's it. That's all we've got. We can get out of here. No. Let's just end it. I like tacos, you guys. Just want to end it? It's so much fun. Taco- you, want ta- you want tacos? I do like tacos. I like yeah, I want tacos. Maybe like Doritos Locos Taco. Hey, Taco Bell, we need a sponsor, by the way. Um, that sounds really good. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> sounds great. Uh, guys, all right. Um, everyone who's listening, thank you so much for listening. Patron, shout out to you. Uh, if you all could give us one star for every Doritos Locos Taco I'm about to order tonight, that's five stars. I'm going to eat five tacos. I'm oh that hog. Really haven't eaten much today. <laughs> I'm Sean, sure I had a smoothie you're for like breakfast. A quarter of and my a size. How can you eat more food than I do? Um, so there's this little secret called, oh, okay. Here's a bit of lore for y'all in college. I played soccer. I played for the club soccer team at the university at UC Davis. I had days during the season that I called double Chipotle days. Double Chipotle days were when I ate a double wrapped Chipotle burrito and then finished it, sat down and said, you know what? I need another. And I got another burrito. And I would eat them all and then eat dinner later. It's funny that you bring that up because for soccer, uh-huh. I would also go and get two Baconators from Wendy's and slam See? them before practice. See, I was consuming like 4,400 calories a day. It was insane. Are, are you guys okay? <laughs> no, sports uh, turned no. me into an animal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. Anyway, give us five stars for all five Doritos Locos Tacos I'm going to be eating later tonight. Um, any Anything else, guys, before we just get the hell out of here? Uh, CS Stars is now released on Steam, apparently. Go play it. Oh, I'm going to go play that right now, actually. So see you guys later. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We literally would not do this without you all every week. Uh, patrons, once again, huge shout out to y'all. If you want to be part of our uh, biggest supporters, join our Patreon. Super inexpensive. You get some really fun content, uh, and we would certainly appreciate it. If you haven't yet, give us a review on wherever um, you're listening to us on. 
and send us those reviews. Go to our Discord and like screenshot it, send it to us because reviews are typically region locked. So I don't get to see any of the Canadian reviews. I only get to see the American ones. Uh, so send them to me. I'd love to see them. Even if it's, you know, hey, two stars, Sean talks too much. Uh, I hate his hair. You know, whatever. At least I have hair. You don't have to be so mean about it. Jesus, it's not like a Kangas. It'd be Come impressive on. if they Kangas knew about hair. hair. It's just invisible. It is invisible. He's chosen the invisible hair option. Yeah, it was either hair or draw two cards, and he picked. <laughs> I'd love for them to comment. If he chose pot of greed. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen pot of greed? No hair. Come on. Think of what you're okay, saying. I'd love for them to comment on about your hair during an audio format podcast. <laughs> That's the yes. Thank you. That was the joke I was going for. And on that note, thank you all for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.